Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, this is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in. Hour two, we're presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Mike Pritchard, of course, our NFL insider, VSIN host, NFL vet, sitting in for Michael Lombardi. Michael will be back on Wednesday. You got a Monday night tilt to close out week three. You've got the Giants lane one. Okay, so this total open 40 down to 39. Be very interesting with the division rivals coming up tonight, Pritch. But before we get to that game, we've got plenty of time to dissect it. Let's get to some very key injuries. And we do have breaking news coming in right now. Tom Palacero, of course, NFL Network reporting the Chargers, who got killed yesterday by Jacksonville. Their left tackle, Rashawn Slater, suffered a ruptured bicep tendon. He's going to miss the rest of the 2022 season. This is blindside for Herbert. This is huge news for the Chargers moving forward. Yeah, Patrick, it's a big blow right there, too, because, I mean, I I don't know what your contingency is when your left tackle goes down. Uh, We know about uh, Justin Herbert and the rib situation already on that left side too. So uh, it's a blindside situation. And then on top of that, the Chargers are trying to run the football and they can't. Uh, So they're one-dimensional too. And now they just lose uh, their franchise left tackle. And that's a franchise position. Like quarterback, we know about that. Wide receiver, uh, we're we're being made aware that that's a, a franchise position now. But certainly left tackle. Uh, is a franchise position to considering what teams have built on the other side with pass rushers, edge edge rushers, uh, and drafting those guys. So uh, it's a big blow. There's not left tackles out there floating around <laughs> that you can just pick up. So we'll we'll see how uh, the Chargers can adjust with this news here. Let me just say this about the Chargers and for betters moving forward. Betters beware. Again, this was a hot team coming into the season, Mm -hmm. but I say betters beware for a couple of reasons. One, the Jags offense embarrassed that Chargers defense yesterday. Two, Staley could have pulled Herbert out of the game early, but he didn't. He left the quarterback in to get beat until the end of the game. It made no sense. It, it, It just absolutely belied any common sense. And then I saw Austin Eckler here in Los Angeles on local TV last night, Mm -hmm. and he seemed frustrated with his role in that offense. We we are also, Pritch, hearing leaks 
that maybe the players aren't buying into the coaching staff's messaging with the Chargers here sitting one and one. Right, and it goes to credibility. I I, I mention that all the time. And, you know, they called Staley uh, a genius, and, you know, they gave him all these accolades, but he hasn't won a playoff game. He hasn't been to the playoffs. And um, he's changed his philosophy a little bit this year in coaching style, but uh, it all remains the same. It's all about credibility, and I think the defense – when you have that many great players on that side of the ball, do you really have to be that complicated, Patrick? You don't. I mean, Jacksonville went up Correct. and down the field. I mean, 38 points for an upstart team. I mean, Trevor Lawrence essentially is in his rookie year, but it didn't look like it. You know, and, and, and that's supposed to be uh, one of the, the strong suits of this team or acumen, certainly for Staley, the head coach, is that defense is supposed to be okay. Now, Bosa goes down. Okay, I get it. But you still have Mac. You still have all these other great players. Uh, but it looks like it's complicated uh, a lot of times. They're not making plays when they have an opportunity to. I mean, meaning turning the ball over, getting an INT, an interception, uh, and helping out that way. But now with the offensive struggles um, and, and seemingly some confidence being lost as well uh, on that side of the ball. Again, one-dimensional. You can't be one-dimensional. In, in the National Football League and, and certainly uh, expect to, to do uh, great things like everybody had you doing this year. So, uh, yeah, I, I, they have to fix it. They have to correct it. But yet here we are in a regular season now uh, and, and a tough situation for the Chargers because of, of the injuries uh, and what's going on with that football team. And we've got our graphic corrected, uh, correction. The Chargers 1 and 2. My apologies. The Chargers travel to Houston. That mm -hmm. number open Chargers lane 7 on the road. Has been bet Houston's way. You're seeing yeah. a couple of five and a halfs and some sixes, that key number of six. Remember, key numbers, you go three, six, seven uh, when you're talking NFL betting, and then you move on from there. Let's talk other key injuries affecting the market. This one's big, and you can discern the difference between an ankle sprain and a high ankle sprain for us, Pritch, because you probably had both of them. Hmm. Uh, Mac Jones is getting a second opinion but he suffered a pretty severe high ankle sprain in the loss yesterday to the Ravens, the Patriot quarterback. Right. You know, those high ankle sprains, uh, they're tough because you just don't get the blood flow necessary a lot of times to help heal uh, that injury or help the healing process of that injury. You know, a lower uh, ankle sprain, normally on the inside uh, of, of your ankle there, uh, you know, you can get some blood flow to help out. But the high ankle sprain is a, just a difficult, difficult situation. We see basketball players do that all the time. They'll twist their ankle, but it's not that high ankle. It's, it, it's that low situation. Tape it up. You can keep it structured. You can, you can keep it fixed, if you will. You can have a brace kind of tape job on it uh, to help you out. And then certainly modern medicine can help you out with some pain, too. But uh, the high ankle sprain is different. Um, you know, you got some, you got some ligaments uh, that you got to certainly get healed up there. It's so... Uh, yeah, I, that, that one, the timetable on those are always tricky, but it's certainly not an immediate return uh, a lot of times. The Patriots 1-2 and kind of got decim decimated in the second half. Mm -hmm. Of course, Jones threw three picks right. against the Ravens. They head to Lambeau next week, okay? We've got TBD on the board as far as the quarterback. Question for you, right now, Green Bay open six. They've been bet all the way up the doubles. Mm. Some shops showing them lane 11 that is indicative of the Mac Jones injury. We could see Hoyer here. Do you think we see Jones next Sunday? I don't think we see Jones next Sunday, to be honest with you. Um, he wasn't playing that great anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I see the line getting bet up too, but I mean, I, who knows if the, what would have happened. I, I know the injury could affect that, that situation, but you got Hoyer, who was a longtime backup quarterback, and 
Uh, but you have an Patriots offense that's still tr- struggling, though. Uh, you know, Mac Jones is doing some things that you wouldn't want to see in year two. You're supposed to have a leap year uh, right now at quarterback, but because of the struggles, there's no leap at all for Mac Jones. At times, he looks pretty good, decent, uh, but other times, he looks horrible. Uh, so I, I don't know what New England can do. I, I know they want to run the football. Same thing with Green Bay. Uh, looking at the total of 42 there, that gets interesting uh, because Green Bay, we saw them last night. Uh, they, they have to run the football a little bit better than that. Uh, that was tough to run the ball against Tampa Bay, though. But uh, against New England at home, I, I would expect uh, Green Bay to try to run the football a little bit more just to open up uh, some of the condensed nature of that playbook. Okay, finally on the injuries affecting the market, you're going to have a Monday night tilt next week. The Rams at San Francisco. The best left tackle in football is Trent Williams. Mm -hmm. He protects the blind side of Jimmy G now. High ankle sprain for him. This is a tremendous athlete. But again, that's a very troubling injury for the left tackle there with San Francisco. Right, because I think betters need to think of a left tackle like this, like a defensive back, you know, and and – uh, you can equate what a defensive back does on the National Football League to a left tackle, the type of athlete that you have over there too and trying to go up against the Von Millers of, of the world and things like that. So uh, when you're losing somebody of that caliber, that's a drop-off. You just don't replace that type of player uh, immediately. Uh, I think the Rams are going through some issues with their offensive line from last year, uh, winning a Super Bowl, and okay, you got guys stepping in now, but it's been inconsistent. You know, Stafford's been throwing a lot of picks too. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how uh, the San Francisco 49ers can adjust again because they've adjusted from Lance in that playbook to Jimmy G in his playbook, and, and now you're going to have to adjust the playbook without your great left tackle there. Okay, Pritch, let's transition and talk about a team for the market and uh, moving forward for betters, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. They're mm-hmm. sitting 0-3, mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels' first year. Remember, this was with an interim head coach, a playoff team from last year, There were rumblings that Mark Davis there at Carolina had a closed-door meeting with Josh McDaniels after the loss. The losses, you know, there's three of them. They've come by a combined 13 points. So this is interesting because, again, Devontae Adams, I think he had, what, 36 to 40 receiving yards yesterday. That's not enough. Mm -hmm. One of 12 on third down for the Raiders. That ain't good. What's your take? You do cover the Raiders locally there in Vegas. What's your take on this 0-3 start? Yeah, I mean, it's surprising, to be honest with you, because I think everything was supposed to be an upgrade. You know, Josh McDaniels, the coaching staff, everything was supposed to be an upgrade over an interim coaching situation. Uh, But yet the Raiders made the playoffs last year. Nobody anticipated them starting 0-3 this year. But the Raiders, and how I'll sum up their season so far, is they've won quarters, uh, Patrick, but they haven't won games. Uh, So they can easily win... Three games here, these situations against the Chargers, against the Cardinals, and then on the road against the Titans. But they're not making enough plays. Uh, I go back to what I said beginning of of the show. uh, When the opportunity presents itself, you have to make the plays. You have to. You have no other choice. And then when your big money players don't make big money plays, now you have a problem. So Darren Waller wanted a contract. He faked the whole hamstring situation. He fired an agent, got a new contract. But he's dropping touchdowns. Uh, You can't do that. Um, Hunter Renfro, we saw him fumble the ball uh, away uh, in, in a critical situation. He got a new contract. Chandler Jones has a reduction in his snap counts uh, this game. And he got a big contract, right? And so your big money players have to live up to a, a, that moniker and also make the big money plays at times to help you win games. And uh, the Raiders just not – they have not had 
that consistent contribution from those key guys. The Raiders have never finished above 500 when starting 0 and 3. That's where they sit. The offense, okay, inconsistent, took a little while to get going yesterday, but the defense completely imploded. Right. Those that were evaluating the Raiders coming into the year, we may have over like overrated this defense a little bit. It's not very good. No, it's not. It's a new system too. And then you're you're losing or you're missing uh Perryman, your linebacker. Uh, the guy has uh resurrected his career, if you will, with the Raiders. And then on the back end, uh, your high draft choice, Trayvon Merrick, the safety, he was out too. So they are lost. They're a work in progress defensively, Patrick. Okay, Pritch, when we come back, let's dive into Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like Dalton Schultz isn't going to play the tight end. Of course, they continue to miss the Cowboys, uh, Michael Gallup. So those two most likely out. It's a game-time decision for Schultz, who's a tough kid. Uh, but right now it looks like he's going to be out. Again, you've got this surprising 2-0 Giants, a one-point favorite. When we come back, we'll get Pritch's take on Monday Night Football. To close out week three, this is the Lombard Line. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, what do you get when you become a VSIN pro? Everything through the Super Bowl for 175 bucks. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. So again, you get the pro tools. Look, for me, it's worth signing up just for the pro tools because you get the betting splits. And we talk about where the money's going. That's very important, and that's part of the pro tools. Again, you get pro picks at a glance. We archive all the pro tips. You get Michael Lombardi's exclusive content. You get point spread weekly every Wednesday. You get the NFL and college football betting guides. It really is an awesome deal. And the early returns from VEASAN pros, they're very happy. Why? They're making money. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. He is Mike Pritchard hanging out at Circa. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. This is the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi will be back on Wednesday. Of course, this is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It does feel like the NFL shoves early in the season. It used to be the Giants and Cowboys to kick off the year on Sunday night. It does feel like we get this matchup all the time. Here's what I will tell you. The Giants are laying a point, and again, they've been one of the surprises at 2-0, but I think it's since 17. Prescott, first off, is a perfect 9-0 against the Giants. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Cowboys in their last 10, I believe, is it 8-2? No, it might be 9-1. And that one win coming at the end of the 2020 season against, excuse me, 2020 season against Andy Dalton for the Giants. So there's been dominance on the Cowboys' side. However, we take a look... And of course, the Cowboys with Cooper Rush, who, by the way, is 2-0 straight up and 2-0 ATS as a starter for the Cowboys. They're catching a point here, and we've got a low total pitch of 39. What do you got on this one? Well, first of all, uh, I mean, if Cooper Rush uh, was a world beater, why aren't other teams clamoring for Cooper Rush, right? And the Cowboys released him. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys rallied behind the situation uh, last week. Uh, and Jerry Jones allowed that to happen. I mean, the roster for the Dallas Cowboys is the reason why they might have been a playoff favorite, a divisional favorite, and who knows, could contend uh, in the NFC. Uh, but when you lose a quarterback like Dak uh, and you have rallying uh, uh, as a weapon at home, what are you going to do on the road now? This is Cooper Rush on the road uh, in a starting situation this way. So uh, that gets downgraded for me uh, against the uh, divisional foe a team that has structure to their coaching. They know what they're doing now out there in New York, Patrick, as opposed to what they didn't know what to do last year or, or previous years, certainly. But uh, they're still devoid of talent, too, and, 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 and consistency at their key position at quarterback up there with Daniel Jones. But they found a running game. Uh, Saquon Barkley uh, is a monster. Uh, he's a beast. Uh, he's very, very effective. And if you're one-dimensional, if that's all you can do, uh, can you be successful for 60 minutes? against the Cowboys defense that way. It's an interesting matchup. I understand the total. Uh, it could be one of those ugly, ugly games, too. I couldn't come to a decision point knowing that we have two suspect teams here uh, trying to piece everything together to hold their season uh, together, if you will. So the tickets right now, 
as far as majority on the Giants, mm-hmm. but Dallas catching the money. So we've seen the number, which opened at most shops, the Giants laying three. We've seen that number come the Cowboys' way, of course. Now they're just catching a point, the Giants laying a point. You mentioned the total, 40 down to 39. I will say this, Saquon's getting a ton of love. Saquon Barkley looks like the Saquon Barkley from mm-hmm. his rookie year, right? Right. He's plus 600 to score the first touchdown tonight. His receiving prop over at DraftKings is 22 and a half. His rush prop is 78 and a half over at DraftKings right now mm-hmm. on Saquon. I, I've got one for you, and that's CeeDee Lamb. I'm going to go over. You can find 50 and a half up to 51 and a half. Uh, he had 52 or more yards in 10 of 16 regular season games last year. Right. That includes 112 yards on six catches from eight targets against Minnesota in week eight. So, again, that was Rush's first start. I give you that game to give you – there is some – data that backs up Rush and Lamb having a connection. I think 51 and a half is a little low on the receiving prop. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, he's the number one receiver and you know, look, it's Monday Night Football. You're, you're not, if you're Dallas, you got to mix it up. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has to be a focal point of that offense too. And is Cooper Rush capable uh, of, of executing portions of your playbook? Yes, he is. That's why he's a backup quarterback. But uh, and, and it's against the Giants too. I mean, we're not talking about the playoffs here. Uh, we're talking about the third regular season game where a lot of people are working through some issues. You know, it gets interesting, too, uh, when you look at Saquon Barkley and his numbers. Uh, if you talk to Mark Schlereth, if you talk to a really good analyst out there, offensive linemen that are analysts now, too, uh, and the notion that you can't run the football against eight-man boxes frustrates them, uh, especially in today's NFL when it's a nickel defense out there majority of the time anyway. So it's a lighter box. Uh, so you should be able to, with five offensive linemen, a tight end, a fullback, or whatever, however the mix is going to be, even uh, angle blocks with wide receivers, you should be able to create leverage situations, double-team situations, and still run the ball, the ball when the box is loaded that way. So I, I think the Giants will try to do that. We've seen Cleveland uh, adopt that and, and use it and be one-dimensional and be effective that way too. So uh, if that's all Dable has right now, that's what he has to go with, uh, Patrick. So... Daniel Jones as a run option is there too, but uh, the focal point certainly will be on Saquon tonight. Micah Parsons is a superstar, so mm-hmm. that's part of getting pressure. But how about the other side? Can Cooper Rush handle the pressure? He's going to have to because Wink Martindale and the Giants are blitzing at the third highest rate in the league. So they're getting pressure. They're going to bring heat on Rush can your boy Rush hang in there? I think so if he has a tight end and running backs that can help him out. Well, that's a problem because uh, right. Dalton Schultz, who it looks like he's not going to play tonight. Of course, we know Gallup is out, but it looks like Schultz is going to miss the game as well. Yeah, which is key. I mean, Dalton Schultz coming out of, uh, I believe it was Stanford years ago, uh, uh, just following him, I, I thought he was perfect for what the Dallas Cowboys wanted to do with that system. Uh, yeah, if he's unable to go, that's a big blow. That, that is a big blow because I, I think what you do to combat the blitz a lot of times, a lot of people will have the philosophy, uh, Patrick, of trying to protect and hold up against the blitz, but then other people will like, okay, we'll invite the blitz and we'll take advantage of the fact that you d- avoid areas of your defense and you're vulnerable. Uh, so it depends on the philosophy. I think Kellen Moore, uh, he's searching for that philosophy or rhythm, if you will, uh, hasn't established it. I think it'll be high percentage looks and high percentage opportunities for Cooper Rush against that blitz, though. So he needs a tight end, uh, and he certainly needs some running back help as well. 
Okay, this is super cheesy because there is no quarterback controversy mm-hmm. in Dallas, but Jerry Jones likes <laughs> to clown, so here's Jerry Jones clowning about the quarterback position. So you'd want that? You'd want that controversy? Of course I would. Okay. <laughs> of course that means we'd won. If he comes in here and played as well as Prescott played, Rush played that well over these next games ahead, I'd walk New York to get there. <laughs> Do you think he can do that? Uh, well, I don't know that, but uh, uh, I, I would. Uh, you can't find on record where I said I thought Dak Prescott could do it when he had the when he stepped in and had the chance to do that, but he did it. So this is that's Jerry Jones just fooling, talking about the quarterback position. Uh-huh. Here's one thing: I don't think he made any sense there. Like, <laughs> did we just go through the matrix? I don't even know what he was talking about. I think he was saying he hopes Cooper Rush plays well, tongue in cheek, talking about potentially being there a quarterback competition. Let's be very clear: there is no quarterback competition when Dak's back. He's back. Uh, yeah, I mean, just look at the the contracts. I mean, I. Uh, you're doing your job as a reporter. I get it. You're going to ask that question. And then Jerry Jones is probably going to give you that type of answer because you asked that question. I mean, come on. It, it's, uh, it, it's crazy to think about that, right? Um, what Dak went through to get the contract that he received finally uh, is very, very interesting. And now you're going to say Cooper Rush or suggest that or even ask that question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that question deserved that type of answer from Jerry Jones, to be honest with you. I like the under here, Pritch. Again, okay. we've talked about the unders cashing at a ridiculous mm. clip this year, 29-17 and one to the under. I think both defenses are going to pressure the quarterback. Uh, this is, to me, has under, again, open 40 down to 39. We're starting to see a ton of games in the 30s now, which we haven't seen for a couple of years, but 39 on the total here. I do like the under tonight. Yeah, you know, Patrick, not a bad play right there. I couldn't come to a decision point on it because, again, they're two suspect teams. I thought highly of Dallas. Um, uh, I'm reorganizing and restructuring my thought process that way against Cowboys uh, as we speak, though, Patrick. But uh, from a roster standpoint, uh, it is a roster that you can uh, you can back at times. You know, this is a situation for me on the road with a quarterback uh, in the division that I just I just can't get behind uh, right there. And then on the other side, Daniel Jones hasn't done anything significant. I mean, I alluded to this on Pro Football Blitz yesterday, or last night, about Jimmy Garoppolo having a chance on national TV to put a thought process in the mind of a GM out there that might want him to be their quarterback next year. But he'd failed, right? And so if you're Daniel Jones, you're in the same situation. You have a chance to put a thought process and a GM out there on Monday night. Can you raise the level of your play? Uh, And we have not seen that yet from Daniel Jones, and I'm not anticipating seeing that tonight either. I'm going to clean up my numbers here. Dallas has dominated this NFC East series since 16, going 9-3 and straight up, 8-3-1 and ATS versus New York. Dak's dominance, Mm -hmm. will it be 3-for-3 for Cooper Rush as the starter there? with the Cowboys. Again, I'm going to go over the 51 and a half on the CD Lamb receiving prop as well. A little synergy with Pritch's boy, Cooper Rush. Shall be interesting for John Goulet, who is going to sweat his Cowboys, even though he grew up basically on another continent from Texas. We're back with Will Hill next here at Lombardi Line. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network start of the NHL season, but we've got you covered here at VSIN with the VSIN NHL season prep guide. All 32 teams previews, you see it there. Also, a lot of questions about how to bet 
everything you should know about betting the NHL season. We're going to help you walk through it. Also, rookies to watch, best bets for player awards. Annie McNeil has got you covered. This is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid bettors as far as hockey is concerned and those that are new to the sport. That's important. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Just a quick correction as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Patrick Maher. I kept on saying 51 and a half for receiving for the receiving prop for CeeDee Lamb. It's 61 and a half. I apologize. I had it written down in my notes wrong, but I'm still okay with that. Dalton Schultz unlikely to play seven receptions against Cincinnati last week. Pritch for CeeDee Lamb, but he had 11 targets. He's going to continue to be targeted against this blitz-happy defense of the Giants. 75 yards uh, through the air as far as receiving uh, numbers last week for C.D. Lamb. I like him to go over that 61.5. You still cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that because, I mean, I think from an offensive perspective, Dallas will try to protect Cooper Rush as opposed to have him diagnose everything. And, and so as long as he's comfortable and confident that everything's protected, he should be able to find C.D. Lamb out there. Get that ball out quick right. with the blitz coming. Find your best receiver. That is C.D. Lamb, although... Some argue, is he a wide receiver? One, we shall see as we move forward. Okay, uh, guest one would be Will Hill. He is a VEASAN analyst, and he joins us now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will, thank you, first off. And you're welcome, because Dan Campbell, who is a disastrous head coach, I know that people love him because of hard knocks, but he handed your Minnesota Vikings a game with mismanagement in the fourth, obviously playing soft by attempting that 56-yard field goal, mismanagement of the clock, timeouts. Campbell is legitimately a disaster in game. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, it's funny. People love him because of hard knocks, but people also love him because, hey, he covered yesterday. He covers seem, seemingly every game. Um, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with him kicking. The, I, I did have a problem with him kicking the field goal because I never want to go from oh, three gosh. to six. To me, it's not that big of a deal. Just go for it and end the game. And, and maybe even punt there. To me, the field goal, even if you go from three to six, you got a minute change left for minnesota you're just asking to get beat when you go from three to six it doesn't do a lot for me uh, that was a long kick the kid wasn't even close i think it was cyber i mean he was nowhere near it uh yeah that was uh as a viking fan that looked familiar because that's something the vikings would do both teams had plenty of opportunities detroit just gave that game away that's a chance there to go to two and one and have a legitimate chance to be a wild card now i think it's gonna be tough for him to lose that division game it's funny the bears are two and one the packers the vikings all two and one so that's a tough one for Detroit. I'm not sure how good Minnesota is. They are uh, struggling to cover the forward pass, and they're not good enough on offense to sort of cover up for it. Cousins has been okay. He hasn't been great, but uh, look, a win's a win. Now they get the Saints where they're favored, and they get the Bears uh, after that. So they have a chance here to at least be a playoff team. And they head to London, by the way. Minnesota heads yeah. to London. Pritch, yeah. I just want to give you the okay. scenario, and you tell me what you think. Fourth and four, up three, a minute 14 to play. The Lions on Minnesota's 36-yard line, they attempt a 56-yard field goal, as Will said, to go up six. That's pointless. What are right. you going up six there for? And by the way, they had gone four of six on fourth down before. Oh, Campbell we went for it all day. After it's the game, yeah. uh, I, it, Campbell immediately right. after the game said, I should have gone for it there on fourth. He's in his second year. He just seems at times overmatched. But, Pritch, you want to run with that for a second here? Yeah, you know, he's too emotional. Um, I, I think when you watch Hard Knocks, at least that was my takeaway from it. Um, and knowing former players that are coaches. You know, as, as players, emotion, we can use emotion to our advantage, right? Uh, we need it. But as a coach, you have to be rational uh, at times, too, and you have to think things through. You have to look ahead. You have to get a theme, and you have to have a feel uh, for a game as well. And so I, I think for Campbell, unfortunately for the Lions, he's going through that learning process uh, of how to 
um, put away your emotions. I mean, their emotions are good at times, maybe in the locker room before the game, maybe even at halftime, maybe even at times on the sideline. But when you need to make a key decision, you have to take emotion out of it. And, and for me, that's going to be hard for Campbell to do. That's going to be hard for him to be, for that to be second nature for him uh, because he's a former player, right? And, and we all know how former players can get invested that way. So unfortunately for the Lions, it cost him because of that emotion level there. Yeah, great, great guy, right. a good presence. He gets super confused in game. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Will, your Minnesota team heads to London to take on New Orleans. Winston's not a starter. We know this. He's terrible. I'm sorry. Turk I don't it, Whatever you want to say about Jameis Winston. Uh, but Minnesota's not very good either. I'm in a negative mood. Uh, your team is laying two and a half against New Orleans. What do you got here? Well, I would look towards taking the points, but the Saints are so beat up. It's funny. We're in week three. These teams, there's a million injuries. You can't even keep up with all the injuries. Look what the Chargers are going through. There's so many injuries and uh, for the Saints. Winston, clearly not 100%. I think that back really bothered him yesterday. He was completely inaccurate. Kamara's hurt. I think Michael Thomas is hurt. So I guess I would look towards the Vikings on a money line. I would lean towards an over 44 just because the Vikings are good on offense and they cannot stop anybody on defense. They cannot guard the pass at all. So uh, usually these London games tend to trend under from what I believe. I haven't really started on my work yet for this week, but I would look towards the over. I think the Vikings are going to be an over team this year. Rich, maybe I'm harsh on Winston. Uh, -huh. uh You can start there. And then what about traveling to London with these teams? Well, I, I mean, my experience, Patrick, has been traveling in the preseason for these games. And, uh, you know, uh, we can travel to Barcelona, Spain, and, and have a great time. And, uh, enjoy ourselves for a week and, and not really think about a football game in preseason, right? Uh, or then you could go to Japan and, and play uh, against the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, and it's a business trip. Uh, go to Canada, too, in the preseason uh, from Seattle because you're trying to grow the game. You're trying to grow the fan base that way. Uh, but you're really not invested in the preseason. But in the regular season, it's completely different. What you said about Jameis and that back is so true. He's got fractured bones in his back. I mean, and then the foot issue, too. I don't know why they're sticking with it that way, but Dennis Allen is staying. He's going to stick with Winston uh, in this game. I, I don't have any confidence in that uh, and what the Saints are trying to do offensively with that situation. Okay, I wasn't fair. I'm being a little harsh on Winston. Will, the floor is yours. Takeaways from week three, a full Sunday. What do you got? I mean, first of all, look, I love all the sports, baseball, basketball, football. The entertainment value of this league is just off the charts. Every the week. End of that, Every week that it delivers. That last hour it's, it's, of it's the ridiculous. early window, it's incredible. The, the last hour, 3.30 to 4.30 on the East Coast, these games, these lead changes, crazy finishes. There's nothing like this league. Even the bad games like Tampa Bay, Green Bay, which is a terrible game. The Sunday night game, Denver, San Francisco, which just made your eyes hurt. Even those games have fun finishes. It's just the entertainment value is off the charts. Uh, I think you guys talked about Buffalo, Miami. You look at the stats. How the hell did Buffalo lose that game? Um, I would really be looking to fade Miami here on a short week after playing 90 plays in the sweltering heat in Florida. Now you got to turn around and play three days later. That's a really tough spot. So I would look for Cincinnati to take some money. I would bet them earlier, sooner rather than later. So that's uh, you know one thing to sort of look at. The Chiefs, too. The Chiefs, look, I had the Colts plus the points, and they won straight up so I could pat myself on the back, say what a great pick that was. The Colts had no business winning that game, covering that game. The Chiefs gave away points, missing a field goal, missing an extra point. Uh, they they muffed a punt. They gave away basically two touchdowns on special teams. And then even after all that, the game's over. They sack Ryan. Ryan, looked to me, is shot. And then Chris Jones starts yapping at him, gets a 15-yard personal foul, keeps the drive alive. Essentially, he's a turnover. Colts go down and win the game. The Chiefs completely gave that game away. Now, the division's not as good as we thought, so they'll probably still win the division. 
I still think at minus 110, they're a good value to win that division. The Chargers, as we know, are a mess. The other two teams obviously aren't impressing you. Um, but that was just a total giveaway by the Chiefs. And you could look back January, December. If they're not the one seed, that's a game where you can circle. They completely gave that game away yesterday. Hey, hey, Pritch, Will yes. brings up a great point. Mm -hmm. Miami's defense, which was awesome, they played 90 snaps. Now they turn around short, go to Cincinnati. I'm seeing the juice on the three with Cincinnati laying it. It looks like it could be headed to three and a half. That defense is going to be gassed here, Pritch. Yeah, they are. Um, and again, I, from a preparation standpoint uh, and the firepower, too, for Cincinnati, that could be interesting right there. Um, but, you know, on a short week on the road this way, uh, getting the treatment that's necessary. I don't know how they get their body back. Uh, they're not going to get their bodies back to where they want. But I, I do lean on modern medicine, guys. Uh, and uh, I'm here to tell you, uh, a Toradol shot uh, at age 29 made me feel like I was 21 again. So uh, even on a short week, uh, we just anticipate a long line of those guys certainly trying to get some aid from the doctors that way. Let me can ask I you, Pritch, of, is that... Can, I, can is, I get one of those shots? Seriously, yeah, pass one over here. Now, is that, Pritch, is that the first quarter you feel great, or is that fourth quarter you're still going to be okay, or is third, fourth quarter that start to wear off and you're going to be fatigued? Yeah, the entire game, because it's, wow, a, timely, it's a timely injection. Like, uh, you go through pregame warm-ups, and then you certainly get to a time before the game starts, before kickoff, to where you want to get that shot uh, so it could last throughout the entire 60 minutes of the game. William, I need a play tonight. The Giants, yes, the Giants are laying a point, hosting Cooper and the Cowboys. Total is 39. What do you got? Are we going to live in a world where the Giants win tonight and then they play home versus the Bears next week and they're going to be 4-0? Is that possible? <laughs> I would be looking at Dable. Though. If you like the Giants tonight, maybe just sprinkle a little Dable coach of the year. I think he's still 8-1. I think that's a real scenario. I would lean towards the Giants. I would lean towards the under. My best bet would be a prop. Saquon Barkley over 23 and a half receiving yards just because I think a shaky offensive line. Micah Parsons, you got to get the ball out of your hand quick. Who can you throw it to? Just a little dump off the Barkley hell. He could get that in one pass, one play. So Barkley over 23 and a half receiving yards. Tremendous Will Hill, a VEASAN insider, a little deep dive. By the way, it's three weeks since the NFL season. Have you said hi to your family over the last three weeks, or have you two days ago, I completely? A few days ago, I said hello. Yes, absolutely. That's nice of you. That's a great dad. Love you, Will. Talk to you next time. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you guys. I've got some overreactions to throw at Mike Pritchard next here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, of course, unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Also, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert those BetMGM points into reward points you can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms, at over 20 MGM resorts, okay? Sign up today. You gotta be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Got you back here, Lombardi Line. One of the questions, Mike Pritchard sitting in from Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi will be back on Wednesday. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, we conclude week three with the Cowboys. How about them, Cowboys, at the Giants? Giants laying one, a total of 39. We'll get to that in just a second to conclude the show. We always get questions from people that are not native Las Vegans, I'll put it that way. Okay. You are. Give me like three like three spots if you're just going Circa would be number 1, South okay. Point's right up there as well, but three spots you like to take friends to if you're going to go watch a game there on the strip. Oh, watch a game. Okay, we're not talking about a female friend coming into town or something like that. We're <laughs> no, talking about we're talking about just easy, going to hang bridge. out. Okay. <laughs> Watching a game out. Yeah, Circa uh the Westgate obviously is an experience too. Uh, Patrick, um, and you know what? I, I like the local spots. You know, you can find uh, pretty good pubs around the city, like PTs or something like that with a bank of TVs. Uh, that, those are always interesting. Uh, but I will throw this one out there. I mean, I, 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 don't, I hope I'm not crossing any lines here, but uh, Twin Peaks isn't a bad location either out here in Las Wonderful. Vegas. 
wonderful. Yeah. And I, I mentioned Sierra once, yeah. and all of a sudden, Pritch is taking a family show right into the gutter <laughs> talking about... No, I'm just... <laughs> I didn't go there. I didn't it go is, there. <laughs> do, you still, do you still find yourself, even though you're born and raised, do you still find yourself on the strip with friends at this point in your life, or do you stay away? Oh, wow. You know, that's a great question. So I was born in South Carolina. I was raised here, though, because um, my dad was in the military. But I was raised here. Uh, it's interesting. I never thought at my age that I would be uh, entertaining this strip because I thought my lifestyle would be different at this point. But it's, it's tamed. I, I'll say that. It's tamed. But, no, of course. I mean, you live here for certain reasons, Patrick Maher, and uh, one of the reasons is to get down to the strip. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons is to uh, engage a little bit in Las Vegas. I feel you. Circa <laughs> and Stadium Swim, it's just oh. an otherworldly experience. And, of course, the South Point, if you want to get the gritty feel of old school Vegas and sit with some sharp people, South Point's awesome as well. Mm -hmm. It's just a hell of a lot of fun during the football season. Okay. Yeah. Go, please finish. No, up I was going to say, and you learn a lot too, like I have by being in a book. And I got that advice from Matt Humans and some other people here at the network in terms of uh, just trying to flatten that learning curve. Just go hang out in a book and talk to some betters, man. Talk to some people and uh, you'll get a wealth of knowledge that way. And so uh, for the people that live outside of Vegas, I mean, certainly uh, in your state, hopefully they have um, some betting, some sports betting and some books. And, you know, just go hang out for an hour or two. Uh, you don't point. necessarily have to bet, but go hang out, meet people and kind of get a, a better understanding on what's going on. Yeah, just eavesdrop on the conversations because mm -hmm. you're going to learn some stuff. And right. that kind of brings us full circle where the show started today. I learned from the book as well in Michigan, except the bookmaker was an illegal bookmaker, but I wasn't listening to the betters. And that's mm -hmm. important because the bookmaker was making the money and he would just tell me, when in doubt, bet on the dogs and bet the unders. Avoid teasers and parlays for the most part. Well, this season through almost three weeks of the NFL season, the dogs 26, 18, and two. So they're cashing a little over 59% Pritch mm -hmm. and the unders are ridiculously cashing at a 63% clip. So- that's just that. We'll get to the game tonight and get an official play from Mike Pritchard coming up. Okay, is it an overreaction to say that Jalen Hurts is the MVP front runner right now because what he's doing is ridiculous? By the way, he's leading the league in average as far as uh, yards per attempt. Um, he has absolutely been accurate, which was the question. What's your thoughts on Hurts here? Is that an overreaction? I mean, I would say so. Look at what Lamar Jackson is doing uh, too, yeah. though, right? And uh, the constant, though, between those two teams is the fact that you have six eligibles on offense, and that's what the league has turned into is college football to a certain extent, uh, utilizing the quarterback position differently than what we've seen and what we're accustomed to. You know, the front runners for MVP, look at Josh Allen. You know, he's a, the ability uh, offensively to get to six eligibles that way, too. So Jalen Hurts, what he's doing uh, is perplexing defenses right now, and, and they're executing uh, at a high level, uh, I think Lamar Jackson turning into a pocket passer, if you will. Now, it's not Tom Brady-esque. It's not Aaron Rodgers that way. But it is a pocket passer that's opening up the ability for him to do some damage with his legs in a rushing game. And we saw that uh, in back-to-back -back weeks, too. So uh, I think it's an overreaction. Jalen Hurts is fantastic, but don't sleep on what Lamar Jackson has turned into as quarterback. Uh, you nailed it. It is an overreaction. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. He is ahead of his pace when he won the MVP a couple of years back. 
He's got 10 touchdowns through the air. He just ran for another 100 yards on the ground. He's done that in back-to-back games. He's got two rushing touchdowns. Lamar Jackson is playing out of his freaking mind right now, right, Rich. Right, right, right. He really is because of the evolution of Lamar Jackson becoming that pocket passer. You're, okay, you're sitting back there uh, because you got this guy in a pocket, but now all of a sudden he takes off and runs, and or they have designs plays for him too, and uh, he's just breaking your, breaking your back out there defensively. So, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, the start – uh, to this year, the motivation that he has to get that contract that he wants that he's coveting uh, is very, very interesting. It sets up to to have a spectacular year as well for that football team. Okay, next one up with Mike Pritchard, our NFL insider here on VSIN. Is it an overreaction to say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the best team in the South AFC? Oh man, uh, do I? I, I see. I don't want to overreact, but. Uh, I, I I love what they're doing. I love what they turned into. I mean, I, I'm talking to friends, uh, the syndicate, Patrick, about ATN. Yeah, boys. Yeah, ATN <laughs> looks like – now, I'm not comparing him. I, I'll, I'll throw that out there. I'm not comparing him. But he looks like and reminds me of Marshall Falk, right? And, it, look, I don't know if he's going to have that type of career, but he just j- – just that comfort on the field for Trevor Lawrence – uh, is changing everything. It's no different than Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase, right? And uh, I think if that has a chance to turn into something special, keep your eye on it. And, and then what Trevor Lawrence is turning into, too, uh, keep your eye on it. But defensively, uh, I, I think uh, Peterson has done a fantastic job. Caldwell, Mike Caldwell, the defense coordinator, unbelievable job with the personnel that he has on that side of the ball right now. So I, I don't want to overreact, but I can't help myself right now. I think it. I, I'm going to say... Uh, I can't say it's an overreaction, Patrick. I can't get there, man. Okay. Okay. How about this one? One team since 2000 has made the playoffs since uh, after starting 0-3. Listen, I understand we now have 17 games instead of 16, right. but the Raiders have started 0-3. Is it an overreaction to say the Raiders' season is over? Oh, man. Um, it, it has the beginnings that their season is over because I – outside of calling out their own players, outside of having a team meeting like Cleveland had, Patrick, uh, they, they need to have one of those hash-out situations uh, because you mm-hmm. have players making a lot of money not producing in a consistent way. Uh, and that's what's plagued the Raiders. They, they could be 2-1 and one easily, uh, but they could be 3-0 uh, and oh as well. So uh, they have to play a complete football game. Uh, it's not about the coaches. It's not about scheme. It's not about any of that. It's it's really about themselves uh, completing 60 minutes of football. And they got a, a struggling football team coming to town at their place. They should get a victory here. But uh, as far as the playoffs, I don't know if this team is capable of fixing themselves that way yet. So, yeah, I, 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 here's another one where, you know, I don't think it's an overreaction suggesting that the Raiders are not going to make the playoffs. DraftKings right now, your boy Mike McDaniel, Kawabunga. He is your second betting favorite to win coach of the year at 5-1. to one. Uh-huh. Nick Sirianni, 4-1. to one. Overreaction to say McDaniel has a legit shot here? Overreaction, yeah. I mean, I think the league will catch up to him a little bit. Um, that ha- We haven't seen that yet. They've been so fortunate so far through three, three games. The injuries with Buffalo, uh, I'm not making excuses. I don't do that. Um, the collapse with the Ravens, that's their own fault. They capitalized on it, 28 points. But by the way... Uh, what uh, since I, I want to say I forget the number what 711 teams in one in terms of having a fourth quarter lead by 21 points and you <laughs> and you lose it and there you go for the Ravens so that's that's the fortune 
there for Miami. And then the first game of the year, too. So I think the league eventually catches up to McDaniel out there in Miami. Okay, it's not an official play, but let me get a lean tonight. The Giants, Monday Night Football, closing out week three, are laying a point, and the total is 39, Pritch. I can't get to the Cowboys. I can't get to the Giants. I, I like Saquon Barkley uh, and his over-prop situations, receiving and, and rushing, actually. Um, and then the you know, one that you threw out, C.D. Lamb, a 61. Is it 61 and a half? Yeah, 61 yeah. and a half. Yeah, that's not a bad prop either. Okay, Saquon, 22 and a half receiving. 78 and a half rush go over. Pritch, it's always an honor to work with you. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Patrick. Always enjoy it. Okay, Michael will be back on Wednesday. Big bets with Dave and Amal next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.